Hello and welcome to the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. I'm your host, Christian Alita, and this episode we're going to be talking all about reading. Now, specifically, we're going to be talking about kind of le- going on where we left off last episode, which was about the methods and the styles of reading that I use to get the most out of my books the fastest. Now, last episode, we were talking about the Zettelkasten and the system that I use to take notes through my reading and through other materials that I've gathered and my own ideas. And so when when we were talking about that system, I was mentioning reading and how reading plays a big role into my process of learning and gathering information. And so I really wanted to break this down for you so that you could really start to use and understand the principles that I use while reading. So kind of looking back on my journey of reading, I started off like most, actually, I started off really not liking reading for a very, very long time. And then eventually I got around to, oh, look, there's important information hidden in these little books of like paper. (laughs) And so I went from that mindset, I started reading things, not necessarily that I was interested in, but rather things that I could get and gain information from. I read a lot of financial books in like sixth grade and things like that, something that I actually could learn and start using. And so going from that point, I really just, I don't know, I was reading a lot of interesting nonfiction books. That's kind of where I got a lot of the ideas for this podcast. And I was reading a lot of different topics from finances to um, some classic books like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Those books were really good. And they were one of the ones that like kind of really started me off on this journey, uh, The Secret. We've gone through a lot of these books in the past. And so really, this is going to be about a different topic. This is going to be about the way that I started changing and evolving the way and the style of reading to get the most out of it. So one of the first things I really started off like most people do, um, reading just kind of normal linear um, subvocal, where you basically you go from left to right on the page, and you look at the words, and you just mentally process them and say them back to yourself in your head. And one of the ways that that kind of limits yourself speed wise is that you're limited to how fast many words you can say in your head, which is limited about the 200 250 range. And that's on the the higher end of things. That's like a higher limit for that style of reading, um, only because you can only talk so fast. And so your brain is used to only having to, it's basically you can read as fast as you can talk. And because that's when people are trying to teach you how to read, they need a way to understand if you're getting the message on the paper, right? Because that's really what it is. It's a message on a piece of paper, sometimes associated with an image, which is a different form of message. And it's really just can you interpret that message and how do you interpret that message, right? And so the only way people that are trying to teach you these skills know how to verify that you understand what's being said or what's being written is to free them to hear it back out of your own words. And so you basically, you learn to pronunciate the words in your head. You learn to um, really speak out and pronounce each word that's on the page. And that's like kind of the normal way of going about reading. Now, the only thing that's kind of limiting about that is that there's a lot different, there's a lot more interesting, a lot more different ways of reading that just aren't taught. And they're not taught past a certain point of, say, visual reading, where you go through and you imagine a lot of the speed readers, the people that read hundreds of books or like a book a day or something like that, what they do is they visually associate the words on the page with their visual or physical feeling. So if they read that someone's in a cold place or like it's a dark and stormy night, right? They, They get that feeling. They don't just read the words. They don't say to themselves, it was a dark and stormy night. They'll think about the feeling, like maybe a sound of thunder, right? 
and they think about experiencing that feeling. So when they go through and they look at it, they're not saying to themselves this. It it does take a lot of time to deprocess the normal way of learning how to read and to start building a new path. I mean, it's like basically having to relearn a basic skill for survival, right? It's just going to take a lot of time to do that. Now, I haven't even completely gotten to this point where I'm starting to read visually. Like I can look at the word time and understand, like think of a clock sort of thing, right? I haven't gotten that down as far as I would like to. But that's basic basic principles on speed reading 101. So now we're going to go into once after I started reading a lot, eventually um, my dad suggested this book called the seven, the 11 Woods seven day speed reading and learning program. Now this book is all about what I was just talking about, which is how do you read faster? How do you read um, and understand the message of the book? at a much accelerated rate. I mean, you're talking about people in the book would have speeds of like thousands of words per minute of reading. They could knock out a full novel and just like, just snap, just gone. And it was, it was really interesting, the styles and the techniques used. Um, what, one of the reasons, one of the techniques that they use is actually to really understand a book you are to read it multiple times over. And it's a really interesting concept. So basically, um, I like to explain it like this. If you were to, say, give a test on a subject, say it's about a certain chapter in a history book, right? And you're to have two different people. You have one person that goes through and reads the entire thing once. They read it at the normal pace. It takes them about 30 minutes. Now you have another person, and this other person goes through and reads it seven times. And you're really kind of wondering like, okay, seven times, right? But they're going through really fast. Like seven times, they're just flipping the pages. And they're just like one second per page. And then they go back and they do four seconds a page. And then they go through and they read it much more. Like it looks like they're just kind of flipping the pages back and forth. Who do you think is going to know more and be able to test better on this subject? Those one, That one chapter of that history book, right? Now, I think it would be kind of obvious based off what we're talking about in the subject at hand, but it would be the person that who's read seven times over because they understand not only just the material of the page, but they also think of it this way, right? When you go through and you read a book, right? You start from the beginning, you go to the end. Now, by the time you get to the end, you've already forgotten a lot of the key details at the beginning. Now, when you go back over it a few more times and you layer the reading, which is the name of this technique, the layered reading technique, and you go over, you flip through the whole book, you get an understanding of the really the structure of the book, and then you go back and you go through a little bit more detail. You look for a lot of the key concepts of the book, and you start to fit these into like a mental skeleton of the book, and you start to put these into a certain place. Like, okay, we're talking about World War II. We're talking about this part of the war. We're talking about this year. And then we start to talk about these key players and this year and these areas, right? And so now you've got kind of building up this idea of what's happening in the book and the material being used. And then you go over it again, and then you start to connect those pieces together. You say, how, okay, how does this person, how does Churchill relate to this person in this year or this event, this war? How do those things correlate together? And then that's kind of how you build your understanding of the material in the book. And then you go through and you go back and you just kind of like, you look over and then you might refresh yourself over like the notes or the things that you're taking. You're also taking notes during that time. So this is a really intricate and really interesting system for basically getting as much as you can as fast as you can. And this was a really interesting concept for me because it kind of built up this idea of the faster you can read, the better. And it really built up this idea of 
you know, if you're flipping through pages and if you're reading a book a week, you know, you're doing really good because you're, you're breaking down all this information you're going through. But I wasn't, this system, while it's built around building depth and understanding these things, it's using new concepts. So it takes a lot of time to really kind of learn these ideas. Once I started beginning to, it wasn't until like a year or two, I would say about three years after I started speed reading and trying out the style where I was knocking out a book a week, right? I came across this article. Um, it was about the Zettelkasten. It was kind of like the Zettelkasten, the behind the scenes. How do you build your Zettelkasten? What are the ideas of information processing that you use to put information into your book? And one of the things that came up a lot was this idea of reading. Now, they have this technique in reading um, for specifically for the Zettelkasten that's built around the depth of knowledge you get from reading. So it's basically a change. It the, this article it completely flipped on its head for me. It basically went from okay, how fast can you read? How many books can you read? But what's the purpose of reading books fast if you don't have a depth of knowledge and understanding in what they're actually talking about? Because you might go through, and what I would do um, when I was speed reading is I might go through a section that I might not understand, and I would just keep going because the whole point of speed reading is for speed and to keep going. So there might have been a nugget of information that I might have missed by skipping over this section that I just didn't understand or I might have fumbled over. And even though I might have gone through it multiple times, I might not truly understand to a deeper level of really grasping that concept as much as I have if I just sat there and really processed that information for a lot. So it kind of, this whole article really flipped it on its head for me. It was basically saying, is how fast you can read books, is that important? Or should we really just be kind of like, great, you know, you can read books fast, but are you really understanding? Are you really grasping the concepts and really having a depth of knowledge in these fields? And it really changed it for me because then I was like, holy crap, I'm reading these books, but there's so much more I could be getting out of them. And so that point forward kind of changed the way I approached reading. And so I came across this. So they had this method, which is the dumb, it's called the uh, the barbell method of reading. And the barbell method of reading is basically a term of investing, um, which is basically making sure that 90% of your capital is safe and using the remaining 10% for risky investments. Now, how does this translate to reading? The whole concept for the Zettelkasten was similarly, basically the Zettelkasten is a information storage and connection system. And so it's all about how do you use your time most effectively. So the barbell method of reading is reading such that you understand and grasp 90% of the concepts for the most, like for the best amount of time used. So if you're going to spend a certain amount of time reading a book, right, you want to make sure you actually get a return, some sort of information, something that you can use from that time you've spent reading. So now when you look at it and approach it this way, right, now you can kind of see how this is an investment. Investing, I always think of reading books as an investment in myself, in my time, in my life. So now how do you make sure that you get the most out of that investment and how do you make sure you use that information? That was the next question that I had to do with. And that's kind of where the system came up is basically how do you make sure that what you're reading really gives you back a return? So 
it really kind of went through. So the first step that they were talking about is a read through the text as you normally would. And what you do is you actually, as you're reading the text, you're marking sections. So you're marking sections. So you might have one section that you might go through and might have a lot more dense text. It might use words that you're not familiar with. You might give that a certain symbol, like a question mark. Or for me, I put like a like an actual barbell, like the method suggests, just that this information has a lot of dense and technical terms. Um, I know that for like some of the investing books that I've read, those have a lot of interesting terms that I just don't understand the concepts fully enough when I go through and read it for the first time. So then you go through, I have a lot of different uh, terminology. I have my own like basically legend or key of symbols that I use while reading. I have a magnifying glass, which means that there's a key concept or something to look for, usually that they state a question. So what they'll do is they'll say like, oh, how are we going to improve something by 10%? And they kind of like leave this question. And the whole point is that they're they're pointing out that question because they're going to answer it in the upcoming pages or in the upcoming section, right? So that's what they want you to pay attention to is this key point. So I put a question, I put a magnifying class next to that. And then what I'll do is I have stars, which are key information or quotes that I really appreciate or find some sort of information or change my perspective on certain different things. So stars are really just kind of things to look back on when you go back over the the reading the next time, if I'm going to put notes into my Zettelkast or take out like snippets and put it here or there, right? I have stars for me to go back and reread certain sections. And then there's keys. I have a key and a lock symbol. And what that means is that when I was going through and reading before I read, one of the most important things is to kind of set a goal for yourself. Why are you reading this book? What are you looking to gain from reading this book? So I have a key and lock symbol when I find information that relates directly to that. If I'm reading a book about speed reading and I'm reading specifically for the technique that they use while speed reading and the key concepts in that thing, that's where I put the key and lock. The book that I was reading about speed reading, the 11-day, 7-day speed reading and learning program, right? That book actually has a lot more and other information about how do you put your finger on the page? How do you go back and forth? There's a whole chapter associated with that alone. How do you plan out your projects and your tests, right? There's all these other things. When I was going through reading the book, I was looking specifically for one piece of information. How do I read faster? I wasn't looking for these other things. While interesting, I wasn't really paying attention to that. I also have a story start and story end. Um, little note with like an S and then a arrow pointing to the left or the right. And basically I put those at the beginning and the end of any stories, because a lot of times you'll actually, once you go through and you start to categorize what you're reading, you realize that there's a lot of information that's just either restated. So I'll have, I have a little refresh button and I use that as my symbol for something that's been restated or a point that's been mentioned before. And then you also realize that a lot of books are also stories. So they have a lot of little mini stories, even in technical books or these things, they'll kind of try to give you examples through stories. So I use those symbols for me to realize what is going on in the book. And so that's kind of, you go through, you read, you look for useful, interesting, or inspiring information, and then you mark it through the text. And then the next time, next time you go over it, you look specifically at the stars. You can ignore the refresh symbols and a lot of the stories. You look specifically for the stars and the key information, and you go through and you reread, and then also the dense information. You reread those sections, and you really try to deeply understand what is going on and what's being said. Um, 
The next time you go through your deeply, your goals are basically to read through the difficult to understand section of the text to help you under, help yourself understand and read the topics at hand, kind of like deeply processing the material at hand. Now, the second thing that you're trying to do is to keep track of useful information and think through how this useful information can be applied. Because what's the point of gathering this information if you're not going to apply it, right? If I'm going to read about a speed leading technique, but I never read another book, then what's the whole purpose, right? I want to make sure that the notes I'm taking about these books are actually going to be used and applied somewhere in my life. So that's kind of the goals and the systems of this barbell method. Now, when I was going through and using the Zettelkast, and I realized there was a lot of actually similarities between the previous two methods of reading, speed reading through the book seven times, and then also deeply trying to process the book. And I realized there was kind of a middle ground in this section. So I created my own method of reading that I use um, oftentimes to kind of not only, it really kind of depends. You might be reading a book for pleasure where you might want to go through and read at a normal pace and just kind of really deeply like grasp and understand the material might be another way, another type of reading that you might do. A lot of the books that I read have kind of a key point that I'm looking for. So I might avoid certain stories or rehashed information because I'm looking for specific tidbits, specific little bits of information that I can use. So now the dumbbell reading technique is something that I've created by combining these two different techniques, the barbell method and the layered reading technique to kind of create my ultimate technique. Now, the layered technique has a lot of the elements that I'll try to explain in the middle of this section. So the first thing, I call this the dumbbell technique as kind of a smaller version of the barbell, so you can go through and do a lot more repetitions um, instead of only doing two big repetitions. So the first thing I call the stretch, which is you go through the entire book one second or one second per page. And your objective is to look for the gazelt of the text. Now, the gazelt is a German word meaning the structure, the format, how it's shaped. So you might realize that the chapter headings are in a certain font and that subsections are in a certain thing, or there might be questions on here, or there might be things on the sidebar here that give you key terms, things to look out for. That's kind of what you're looking for. One second per page, you're just looking for the structure. You're not even necessarily looking at the words themselves, but rather how they're formatted added and how you're going to understand, okay, these chapters are formatted this way. There's graphs on these pages. You know, these, there's figures here, you know, I need to pay attention to the information that's bolded, things like that, right? So that's all you're doing. You're, that's your only goal when you're going through the text the first time. Now, you also, during this stretch, you're trying to set a goal for yourself. What are you trying to learn about or what are you trying to get out of this book? Are you trying to read it for entertainment? You might not use the same system as if you're trying to read it to get a certain piece of information. Um, for example, I recently read um, Playing With Fire, which is a book. It's morally a story more so than an informational book, which um, I wasn't exactly expecting, but it was still a good story about the fire movement, which I'm sure I will get to and talk to more about in a future episode, but it was a really interesting story. And as I was going through, I was reading mostly to try and get more information about how the system works and where to start beginning more so than the actual story, which was about the story of this family that was trying it out for the first time and the big leaps and the jumps and the decisions that the, they had to make um, to really kind of get into this lifestyle. And for those of you that don't know, the FIRE movement stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. So I was really looking for more information about that subject, more so than this family's experience with the subject. 
So now we're going to go forward. So first thing, stretch, setting a goal for yourself, looking through the, the structure of the text first. And then here you go, we have your reps. Um, so basically, you start off with your stretch, you then go to your reps. And now the reps are to be done for each chapter or each section. And this is how I like to think of it. You basically, the first thing is five to 10 seconds per page. You're scanning the text, looking for key information that is useful for your intended purpose of reading. So if you set a goal to read about the fire method, you will scan through this chapter or the section and you look specifically for things about fire. Maybe it's techniques, maybe it's the formulas used, the ideas and processes, anything that mentions the term that you're looking for, the gold that you've read, and you're marking any useful information, inspiring information, or interesting information. And then you might also use the key if you notice that a story starts and ends at a certain point, or if that this is rehashed information, or if this is like key things that looks important. Your goal is just to get an overview of this text, of this chapter specifically. And then your second rep, a part of this, this, so each, I go through each chapter as a rep. So the first set is to go through and look, I think I have it wrong. I think the terminology is sets and the reps. Anyway, regardless. Um, so the second part, your second step to this is to read at a comfortable case. So you're trying to go through and you're really trying to concentrate on reading the text and taking notes in your own words. That's kind of the next step. Now, the third step for this rep is to relate notes to one another. So if you, this is basically finished chapter. So you go through the entire book, one second per page, looking for the structure. Then you go through first chapter, five to second, 10 seconds per each page in that chapter. You're scanning the information, looking for things that you're focusing on reading. Then you read at a comfortable pace and then you take notes while you're doing that. And then the third thing is that you look at those notes and you kind of try to relate them to the other notes you're taking or have taken. So you go through and you do that and you repeat that process, each rep for each chapter in that book, in each section in that book. And then once you're done, once you finish the book, once you're through the last page, then what you do is you do a post-workout, which is kind of like, I think of like drinking water basically. And you go through the entire book and you review all of the notes on the entire book and see how they relate to each other. And then you start to edit your notes. You go through the notes you took back and you, you took back, basically, you're going through your reading, you're taking down notes. And then what I want you to look is look solely at these notes, how they relate to each other, and if they can stand on their own. So if you were to take this note and put it into your own system, right, would you be able to look at this note, understand the concept and what you wanted to get out of it, the idea, without having to look at the source material? That's the question I ask myself, because I don't want to go back and have to look at and open every single book that I read to find the key concepts. I want to have a system in place that I can read through and I can understand, okay, this concept comes from this. I understand this. I don't need to go back and look at this book that I read two years ago, right? That's kind of the idea. Now, so you've got these different steps. And then the last thing is trying to figure out a system that you can put into place for memorizing this information, if you so choose. Some information you might be like, oh, I really want to remember this. Other information might just stick. And some information you just don't care about, right? And that's completely up to you is after you're done reading and after you're done taking notes, what are you going to do with that information? How are you going to use it is basically the end, the last step for the system. So you can kind of see how I use this system and how it's really benefited me. I can't tell you, it's been amazing it's still the the thing is that I'm getting the best of both worlds. I'm deeply reading the text and being able to go through at a comfortable pace, really concentrating and understanding the text 
taking notes of my own words. So I'm really kind of getting that deprocessing of the barbell system of reading, which is the how, like, it's not how fast you can read books, but rather how deep you understand and grasp the concepts. So it's really trying to balance how deeply you understand things and still getting that speed reading technique of being able to process things faster than normal, being able to understand it and process these things at a speed that's not just you're sitting there looking at a single page. Now, here's the thing. This method might not work for everyone and this book might not, this method might not work for every single book. It is completely up to you to determine when and how you should use these techniques. Um, sometimes I won't use them. Sometimes I'll just read the book as I normally do, or I'll just spend a lot more time on it. Other books require this deep processing. I mean, if you're really talk about the Zettelkasten and, and the way that those people, um, those group of people use the barbell system of reading, they're really deep processing. Some people will read a book over the course of a month and then spend multiple weeks processing certain chapters of these books. Because I mean, th- th- you're talking about for this group of people that talk about these, the books that they're trying to read and processing are really big complicated words. You're talking about really understanding concepts you may have never heard before. They're talking about really like, these are like the scholars trying to deeply dive. And then you also have the other people that are just trying to skim books, look for the important information and try to use that information as easily as possible. I find myself somewhere in the middle. I don't find myself reading a lot of these deeper books where the topic, like there are multiple hundreds of pages. Like I'll read about the normal book for me is about 300 to 400 pages. I think closer to the two, probably 200 to 300 pages is about the average book that I would be reading. And so I'm not reading, like I do have a 700 page book called The Intelligent Investor that I have not finished yet and I have not picked up in a while because of how deep and how complicated the subject matter is. It's just, I mean, it goes completely into all of these different nuances of investing, and it's a really great source material, but I think it's one of those books that lends itself to deeper contemplation about the subject matter at hand. It's not something that you can just breeze through and be like, oh, I finished a book in a week. Oh, but what do you really get from it? That's the point. That's what I really want to challenge you is that reading at a, like, basically, once you learn to read, that's just the beginning. Nobody ever tells you about the next steps. I think that's one of the things that, honestly, if I were to pull away this episode beyond just looking at reading techniques, right? If you say, sure, if you got a reading technique out of this episode, that's awesome. That's great. But if you didn't necessarily get that, that's okay too, because I want you to understand something that you might not realize and extrapolate just from this episode. If reading is such a simple thing, right? If reading is such a simple thing, it's taught at, I want to say it's third grade, first, second grade, right? You're reading at these such, these young age levels, right? There's so much more to that. I mean, for some people, you might not have realized that there's other methods and other ways of taking in that information on a page. Some people might question like, okay, so you start reading and then you read the same way for the rest of your life. There's so many people that go about and do that and never realize there's alternative ways of doing these things. And there's alternate ways to live your life and to process that information. That's if you were to take a step back and say, okay, looking at this episode, I didn't know about these different techniques of reading. I didn't know about these different ways of processing information. Doing it visually 
is completely different than what you're normal and used to, right? And so I want you to take a step back and wonder all the other areas of your life where this same principle applies, where somebody taught you something at a young age, but they never told you the next steps. Like maybe for you, it might be art, it might be processing information, it might be math, all these different things, right? There's another level that you can ascend to if you just take more steps. I think financial financial information is a huge area in this where someone might teach you the very, very, very basics of just how to read the page, but they're not telling you how to read the book, right? That's kind of what I'm getting at here. There's so many places where you can learn this information and a lot of it is going to be up to your own gathering. Like that's kind of, if I was to really say what I want this season to be is kind of offhanding. Sure. I can gather all this information and this kind of is the, um, a combination of all the books and the different ideas that I've processed and really refined over a period of time. That's what I want this podcast and this Younger Smarter Better to be about is this learning and this teaching and this growth. But I want you to realize that this season is going to be about how do you do that yourself and how do you process and gather this information on your own because there's so much information out there. And there's so much out there that people just don't don't aren't curious curious enough to go out and find for themselves. I mean, there's just so much out there. I mean, learning. I mean, if you were to take like taking tests or learning about new things. I mean, working a normal job. I mean, there's so much stuff where people take life as a surface level and never read past the first page. People will tell them, okay, here's how you read the book, but then here's how you read a page. They don't teach you how to read the novel, the collection, the library, right? That's what I want you to start out and find that stuff. Start reading about it. Start learning about it. You know, find more episodes about it, right? <laughs> Just go and learn this sort of stuff, man. Do something with it. That's the other part. Do something with the information. Don't just sit here. Now that you know how to read better or you read faster, go practice it. Because I can only tell you like what I find helpful, right? But if you don't actually practice information, like, oh, you know, you might tell your friends. And this is what I would do is I would like read something like, oh, you know, I know how to do X, Y, Z. And then I never put it into practice. And I didn't actually know. I read about it. I listened, like, what you're doing is you're just listening about speed reading. You don't actually understand the concepts until you've truly driven, driven yourself into them. And you've actually worked on it. You realize it's much harder than I make it out to be. And that's okay. And you realize that you might find this technique to be boring, under useful, or this thing, that thing. And that's okay. If As long as you practice it and as long as you try it out at least once, I think that honestly you need to give it a little bit longer to truly evaluate if it's worth your time and effort to use these techniques. But I think it's totally, totally worth the time investment because what we're talking about here is this is a lifelong investment. You learn a skill like this, you just took your time from reading a book from seven to eight hours down to three hours with 30 times the information processing power that you were before. I mean, you're talking about exponentially growing uh, compounding interest on your time and investment. I mean, just this, this stuff is just crazy how impactful it can be if you truly take the time to understand it. And that's kind of the core message. I mean, I'm, I'm going on a rant now. I should be working and all this other stuff, but that's what, it, that's my core message that I want to get across this episode. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I wanted to say again that we have a discord, which is in the link in the description below, and I'm going to be working very hard, hopefully very soon on getting everything up to you 
YouTube as well as starting a Patreon because I'm starting to need to get the funding up and running again. So all that to say, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that this information helped you out and that you try this information out for yourself. And let me know if you got this far in the episode. I don't actually know how many people make it past my rambling for this long. I mean, it's been 30 minutes. So if you make it to this point, please, 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 please email me message me on Instagram, however you can find a way to contact me, which are in the description section below. You can re- reach out in the Discord. Say hi. Let me know that you made it this far because I don't know actually how many people make it this far. As far as I know, nobody's made it this far. And with all that being said, <laughs> um, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, stay hungry for knowledge. <laughs>